Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM, three CR digital, three cr.org.au and three CR on demand. Out of the pan with Sally, first broadcasting noon till one Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time every Sunday. Well, um, except for January when I'm sodding off sodding off on holidays. I don't know why I said that in a British accent. Maybe there's some family genetics going on. Three CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the original inhabitants. And 3CR pays respects to elders, past, present and emerging. We also acknowledge the intersection of LGBTIQ and our original inhabitants, which include sister girls and brother boys, and acknowledge their awesome contributions to diversity on and around all the lands. There's lots of ways to get in touch with this show called Out of the Pan, which is preceded on Sundays by Out of the Blue. Out of the Blue, thanks to the crew from Out of the Blue, Diving Deep for the Marine News, as they do every Sunday, 11.30 till noon. Catch their podcast as well. To get in touch with this show, Out of the Pan, covering pan-sexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender, lots of ways to do it. You can pop an email through in the old-fashioned way, um, out of the pan 855 at gmail.com. You can hit the SMS, 61456751215. You can tweet at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line. And you can also look for entries on Facebook on my page, Sally Goldner, and on Out of the Pan, 3CR, 855 AM Melbourne. And um, yes, love to hear from you on your thoughts on the show today. A bit of an elect state election update, because of course it was two weeks ago, and last week we had the fabulous crew from Darwin and Gray, and it was a bit of music to just to get us out of the political issues mode for a bit, or all, all Shows valid, as we like to say. All feeling my best, Doctor Phil voice. All types of shows are valid, and things like that. Also got some birth certificate updates from around the broad brown land. Um, mentioning Ganga Jang, sounds of then about this country, this land that we're on. Um, Ganga Jang. Well, people say, where does that name from? Apparently, they once said it was from the sound of a guitar. Ganga Jang. Um, well, that's probably how I play guitar. Probably not them. Anyway. Uh, also, but most of all today, catching up at around 12.30, around halfway through the show, with Jen Power from, um, to talk about HIV futures, a survey on HIV, which is looking very strongly at getting trans and gender diverse inclusion, which is very welcome. So I'll have a big chat about that. A chat about that. There's a new show slogan for the show. Anyway, we'll have a chat about that. I don't know why I'm channeling English accents um, or, or British accents or UK accents. Um, I think they'd better Brexit very quickly. Um, anyway, state election update, first of all. Well, um, pretty much um, now all declared in the lower house, 55 Labor, um, so a very solid majority, remembering that they needed 45, a party needs 45 to govern in its own right, so looking pretty solid there. The focus now, um, the slightly... 
Sad news is Louise Staley, the member for Ripon, has been returned, the Liberal member who will just say made some very, um, well, remarks that were not in line with pro-transgender views, in our humble opinion, in 2016. But who knows whether she'll um, have a rethink in this parliament. The focus turns to the upper house, which is not concluded yet, but the age reports this morning it will be declared on Tuesday. Of course, they've got to allocate quotas and redistribute here and divide by the number they first thought of or something. But the ABC's website, um, if you um, hop onto the news elections, Vic election and legislative council, etc., has it looking somewhat reasonable at the moment. Labor 18, Greens 1 and Um, They're calling Fiona Patton to get back in for the Reason Party, formerly the Sex Party. And, you know, I think that overwhelmingly there's huge support for Fiona, who's seen as very genuine. So that 18, 1 and 1 gives us 20 out of 40. There are nine Liberals and one National, 10. Who are the other 10? Well, I did some wonk research to use that 2000s um, thing. And at the moment, the 10 seats are falling out. And I do stress that, that these are not declared final results. Um, the Darren Hinch Justice Party has picked up four seats, um, North, North, North Metro, North Rural, Western Metro and Western Rural. And it does say on their website, and, you know, it can be sometimes you can wonder where you stand with micro parties. Well, you know, at least there's a statement about how Darren Hinch supported marriage equality, which you'd have to say in terms of LGBTI issues at least shows some thought on it. Um, going in terms of numbers, there are two Transport Matters seats at this stage in the Upper House, Eastern Metro and South Eastern Metro. Um, hard to say what, where they might fall. They're focused on issues for taxi drivers. Um, and then you've got one each for um, four parties. Um, Vern Hughes, the Aussie Battler um, Party in Eastern Rural Areas um, talks about depression, but you look at Vern's entry on Wikipedia, he's gone from socialist and now seems somewhat a bit more right wing. Um, so you don't know where he's going to stand. Um, you've got a Liberal Democrat in the northern rural seat, and well, I'll just say caution looking at their website on policies, and you make up your own mind. You've got Sustainable Australia has won a seat in southern metro, and a bit hard to see, you see where they might stand. And Animal Justice has won a seat in Western Rural. And, well, it seems that person comes on to Freedom of Species. So they've got to be good. Freedom of Species, of course, following out of the pan at one o'clock. All objectivity there. So who knows how it's going to, um, well, to use the obvious pun, pan out. But um, you'd like to think um, we can get on with stuff and do it, which would be very, very welcome. Um, But, yeah, obviously, um, keep an eye on your local guides on Tuesday when the final um, Legislative Council result is declared. Um, Very interesting to see how that all um, sorts itself out. Um, The young candidate who nearly knocked off um, the Brighton in a very safe Liberal seat, or as as the locals call it, Brighton, of course, um, didn't make it in there, so he won't have to carpool into work to Parliament. Um, But when you look at some of the other seats that have gone um, for the Liberals, um, well... Um, a pretty shocking result from their point of view. Shocking in lots of senses of the word, as my late grandmother might have said. Shock and bloody awful. Well, she did say that. Whether she'd say it about the Liberal Party result, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, there's the state election result. And, well, um, another thing to mention today is that yesterday was Pansexual Pan Romantic Day. How fitting for this program. It's 
sort of lots of things happening in around the last eight days. World AIDS Day, which seems appropriate, therefore, that we'll have be talking HIV futures later in the show. But um, the, um, also last Monday was Mental Health um, um, Sorry, just International Day of People with Disabilities, which can include um, mental, um, physical and intellectual. And 3CR celebrating that. Had a couple of shows on that. And um, so I did want to mention that. Check out all the broadcasts there. And so, yeah, yesterday, Pansexual Panromantic Day. Um, some people always ask me, say, in education sessions, what's the difference between bisexual and pansexual? Some people say, well, bi literally means two, which means there's only two genders. You can debate that and say, well, what about uh, people attracted to two genders, which could be, um, say, for example, female and non-binary. So pansexual, I was always told pan means knowing no boundaries of, which is how this show started. Um, and it's sort of, but really in both cases, there's a similarity. It's where gender isn't that first automatic must-have priority, um, you know, that, um, you know, is needed for gay, lesbian or heterosexual. Panromantic, according to the Avon Wiki, is a person who's romantically attracted to others but not limited by the other person's sex or gender. So, yeah, knowing no boundaries thereof. Um, Panromantics will tend to feel that their partner's gender does little to define their relationship. That's true for a lot of pan people, and I think it's fair to say some bi people as well, um, that the, it's not the gender, it's an energy, it's the vibe, Your Honour, uh, to quote Dennis DeNuto. So, yeah, um, well, um, it's a very good um, thing to see these days discussed. So, um, yeah, lots to talk about um, there. Um, so happy um, pansexual, panromantic, um, sorry, yeah, it's panromantic. I thought it almost, my, my eyes played up and I thought it was panoramic day. Nothing of the sort. All right, in the spirit of summer, we opened up with sort of talking about warm summer nights with um, Ganga Jang, Sounds of Then. Well, here's another summer song that sort of kicked in late in the week, um, this week here in Melbourne as we began to get into the 30s and in other places around the broad brown land. But it's from America from the mid-80s. Here's Timbuk3, 3CR, 855am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. Dinosaur surprise, surprise, surprise. It's a show about kid stuff. What sort of kid stuff? All sorts of kid stuff. I'm Carl Panuzzo. And I'm Daniel Salvatore Christopher Larkins Panuzzo. And we are... Playing the platters that matter. Spinning the discs with a twist. Talking the job that will keep you alive. To, to make, make sure, sure you, you really, really exist. Every Thursday. From 3.30 till 4. Right here on 3CR. 8.55 on your AM dial. We have giveaways and question time. We'll need you to SMS your favourite line. So tune in to find out what's going on in our world. I'm Dinah, surprise, surprise. Help Freesia support the rights of Indigenous Australians. They mean to save our culture and save our 
dreams, our footprints, dreams, our songline, and keep our culture going strong. Of course, a lot of the Aboriginals, having been stolen, were put into state care, and also others. The recognition were... of what our people have been through in the last 200 years, the recognition of our culture in the last 40,000 years, and the recognition of where we are heading into the future. Welcome to uh, Survival Day, Invasion Day. 223 years ago, the white man landed on our shores. Subscribe to 3CR and help keep Indigenous voices on air. Call us on 94198377 or visit 3cr.org.au. Subscribe now. 3CR 855am. 3CR Digital. 3cr.org.au. 3CR On Demand. Out of the Pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon till one every uh, Sunday on... um, on eight on those means of listening and uh, make sure um yes you can check it out on podcast if you can't make it but good to have melina back um listening live enjoying the show at last on a sunday um and she's popped in a letter um to the saturday paper regarding the election and yeah fiona Patton um still may be in parliament as we discussed um and um um, um, Melina's um, written into the Saturday paper. Gosh, that's serendipitous because I was. Um, we just had the um, uh, message about our subscribe to Three CR for Indigenous Voices as part of the diversity. Um, but um, Dylan Voller um, um, is uh, was in a recent edition of the Saturday paper, and um, that's um, really good. Um, so and. Um, yeah, just scrolling down here. This is live radio, people of all genders. Um, yeah, um, was one thing, but um, the Liberal Party mantra has um, tarnished um, the... Sorry, I'll start that again. Molina's letter says the nasty, narrow and greedy agenda that has been the Liberal Party mantra has tarnished their brand indefinitely, along with, well, careers such as Tim Wilson, Tim Smith and Josh Frydenberg, who use their party as their ideological plaything here in Melbourne. This new, in inverted commas, Brat Pack group has infiltrated our politics for too long where individualism is taking precedence over community interest. Menzies is doing somersaults in his grave at the sad demise of his beloved party, uh, Melina Smith. Um, yeah, well, um, fair call, Melina. Um, you know, triple somersaults with Pike degree of difficulty 7.9 or something. I often say that, think that about the Christian lobby and Jesus. You know, Jesus must be doing the similar sort of somersaults, knowing that what was a pretty good faith that he started as being trashed by um, sort of people like um, the Christian lobby and so on. But um, on to business. Well, also played the Indigenous message because we've got some good news from the Northern Territory, which affects trans and gender diverse people of all um, backgrounds, but also um, has particular benefits in an area where, of course, there is, um, we'll say, um, in absolute and relative numbers, a higher percentage of Indigenous people, because the Northern Territory only has one House of Parliament, and through it in the last couple of weeks has passed some birth certificate reform law. So well done to trans and gender diverse people up in the Northern Territory. I know this um, as a guest in one of the Indigenous um, queer groups. Um yeah. Um, um has um you know been received really, really well. Um obviously it's a it's a big ticket win to get birth certificate reform. Often if you have to do the elevator speech on trans law and policy reform, there's four areas. Um 
documents including birth certificates, strong anti-discrimination law with few exemptions, health care and funding trans bodies to proactively communicate about our issues. Well, to get a big win like that is huge. Um, so that's... Oh, where's that sneeze button when we need it? Um, No, that is a fantastic piece of news and not anything else. Um, News from Western Australia is that some birth certificate law reforms have passed the lower house, but like a lot of parliaments at the moment, they're all winding up for the festive season and it hasn't got through the upper house. But unfortunately, not so good news from Tasmania, where whilst it passed the lower house a few weeks ago, there was some very horrendous stalling tactics used um, with the upper house with lots of supportive MPs, even those who might not be so supportive, almost in tears at the abusive process. And I think that's an absolute travesty that um, people do that. It's similar-ish to what the state Liberals did down here two years ago where they wouldn't even come and talk to um, trans and gender diverse people, families and allies. So, um, yeah, some big work to be done Um and, um, you know, there seems to be a lot of misinformation going on um, in relation to that. Um, um, those laws down in Tasmania where, pe- you know, some people who oppose them are trying to say things like, um, oh, the police won't have access to documentation. And, I mean, that is just ridiculous. Of course the police would have access to things if they genuinely believe they're, you know, say, as a matter of public safety. And a post from Martine Delaney on her Facebook wall um, around 30th of November goes into this um, where the Attorney-General had um, um, refused to meet with trans people for six months um, and then she held an in-camera briefing with upper house members on the last possible day things could be done provided by staff of the Solicitor General's office and, um, um, you know, sort of, um, um, and, um, um, you know, misrepresented things about clauses being unworkable. Um, most, it seems, a, num- a number of Legislative Council members wanted to debate and pass the bill, but they were unable to deal with the issues raised during the secret briefing. Um, and the... Um, this didn't happen. The Speaker sided with the government to avoid a no-confidence vote in the lower house on this process, and then um, things got backstabbed. Um, so, um, you know, the meetings dragged on for hours so people couldn't work with it. Um, they were still not being able to work. Um, they were run out of time, and so they couldn't suspend business. And... And it says here from Martin, quote, adjournment speeches in both houses for the end of the year where members in tears apologised to trans and gender diverse Tasmanians for um, what had taken place. Um, Long-standing members of both houses, including the president of the upper house, say they had not seen anything comparable occur during their time in office. Um, So as... Martin has said here, unfortunately, there's probably going to be more attacks over the few months while the Tasmanian State Parliament is not sitting um, that will be highly transphobic. And, well, it just seems people are still trying. I'm not even going to voice the comments that Barnaby Joyce made during the week about trans kids in school. They're a disgrace. And to really to Barnaby Joyce, I've just got to say, I don't think anyone cares about anything you have to say. Um... I think your comments about trans people, like the Prime Minister, are vilification. They ridicule people and incite hatred. 
And the thing is, if you really want to do something about problems with gender in schools, how about getting rid of some toxic masculinity? So it's absolutely contemptuous what is happening to trans people in parliaments and from parliamentarians around this country. All right, um, there's my Sally soapbox. There's something I haven't done in a long time, but it needed to be done. Um, let's have some more music and then we'll get Henry and Jen from um, 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 Gay and Lesbian Health Victoria Archers into the studio and we're going to be, here's an appropriate track to lead them in from Reba McIntyre. Um, it was on many of her albums. This one's on her Moments and Memories albums. Um, album and it's called um, he, She Thinks His Name Was John 3CR 855 AM 3CR Digital 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand Out of the Pan with 3CR 855 AM 3CR Digital 3cr.org.au 3CR On Demand however you're listening to Out of the Pan and whenever thanks for your company um, on the show well um, that was a track from Reba McIntyre's Memories, uh, Moments and Memories album. Well, of course, it's been on quite a few. She thinks his name was John, and it is a track about a woman who, as you heard, um, had a bit of an affair and fortunately um, um, caught HIV. And, um, well, it all sort of came crashing down, which um, shows that, it, you know, despite the stereotypes that may linger from the 80s, it's not just about, we'll say, men having sex with men, which is why... Um, a week or so after World AIDS Day, to um, people in the studio, um, I'll let you introduce yourselves and your pronoun. Welcome, Jen. Hi, I'm Jen. My pronoun's she or her. And? And Henry. And he. So, yep, good to have you both in because um, there's some research coming up that says, you know, we've got to get more people um, responding to issues in relation to HIV. Fire away. Tell us all about it. Um, it's just been released, actually, I should say, not coming up. Go for it. Yep. Thanks, Sally. So we are here from Archers, which is the Australian Research Centre in Sex, Health and Society, um, and also what used to be Gay and Lesbian Health Victoria. We've recently changed that name to Rainbow Health Victoria to Aha. be more inclusive of, of the um, diversity in the community. Yep. Um, and we're here because we've recently released the latest version of the HIV Futures Survey. Right. So the latest version... Um, I suppose that leads to a question. When did that start? How many versions have there been up until now? So it started in 1997. Yeah. Yep. And this is the ninth, the ninth version. So the eighth was a couple of years ago. And so it's happened um, every few years since yep. 1997. So it's our 21st birthday in effect this year. Wow. That's a lot of research, a lot of research. And well, it's good that you've been going 21 and sort of reached an age in a way, but I suppose it also leads to a question that, you know, in a funny way, we wish we, we didn't have to do research into HIV in a sense because we'd hope that there'd be, say, no new infections or get things reasonably settled. And I suppose it leads to a question, the last thing I claim to be is a sort of scientific expert in this, how are we going in treating and possibly getting close to, oh, I'm almost a bit hesitant to use the word cure, but, um, you know, stronger responses, that sort of more effective responses. So um, I would say that HIV has been one of the greatest success stories in some ways in terms of modern health promotion and modern medicine, yep. particularly in Australia. It's been really good. So HIV Future started in 1997, which was the year that highly active antiretroviral treatment came in. So that's when, hence the name, HIV Futures, when um, 
the story for people living with HIV shifted from one of a likely terminal illness to mm. one of a likely manageable chronic condition because treatment became yep. so good. And since then, really, we've reached a point in Australia where there's very few deaths from AIDS um, related to HIV infection. And because now treatment is so effective and people who are on treatment and whose virus is suppressed cannot transmit HIV to other people. And we also have pre-exposure prophylaxis, which a lot of people in the community are now HIV-negative people are now taking to prevent um, acquiring HIV. Okay. For the first time really ever, we're starting to see a reduction in in transmissions. So we're under 1,000 now and it's starting to go down, you know, small numbers, but... Well, it's it's going down. The thing is, there it's he- you know it's heading in the right direction, Definitely. which is very very much needed and awesome and all that sort of thing. Because you know, I I, I remember not long after I came out in the mid to late nineties, um, going to a sort of day long <clears throat> seminar forum with the one and only Vanessa Wagner, and you know there was sort of this thing where every oh half an hour forty five minutes um you ha- you know there was a bell rung, and that's where yes, we had a pile of smarties next to us, but that's how you know how frequently people would have to take pills or something yeah, mm. yeah. so the medications also are not only effective but I'd hope they're I'll use the term less invasive or less interruptive or something yep and yeah. with with the change you know people living well, people living you know longer chronically you know with the chronic um ill health um the what we need to know has changed, and this survey this year has a component on ageing, yep. which we're doing with the um, Burnett Institute. So, you know, people living long, good lives, we, we need to understand what the sort of determinants of social, um, you know, social and um, health are. And so, this survey allows us to um, really understand. It's, it's a long survey, but it allows us to understand a lot about what's going on in people's lives. Yeah, well, you've hit a good point there that <clears throat> you know. The perception, and I'll underline that word, in the, say, 80s, early 90s was about men having sex with men, and I'll now expand that to, say, cis men having sex with cis men, um, probably of a certain age group, maybe younger. But, of course, you know, we are facing this issue, and there was a good story in The Guardian last weekend on people coming into nursing care with HIV, very thoughtful and empathic, um, but also, you know, trans and gender diverse people, which is a focus of this show, very much affected, and you're really wanting to get more information about that, which is why you've um, zapped in on a Sunday to come and um, have a chat. Um, so tell us about that, well, all those angles, any angles of diversity, because we love diversity on this show, that you're particularly wanting to make sure people um, sort of you know do, do the survey, which um, we should give a link for while we start thinking before we go into that. So HIV Futures is a survey for all people living with HIV in Australia and you can complete that survey at hivfutures.org.au. I'll keep repeating that throughout the show. hivfutures.org.au, subliminal, subliminal. We'll get yep. make sure yep. people do over it. Over and over again. Yep. Um, so we are seeking to hear from a whole range of people living with HIV and you're correct, the people we're most likely to hear from are cisgender gay men because that is the majority of people living with HIV in Australia, but we're really cognizant of the fact that we want to reach more diverse communities. So we do want to hear from trans men and trans women who are living with HIV in Australia. We hear a little bit. Uh, so, so in the past, we've we've had small numbers of trans people. And to a certain extent, that's a good thing because Australia's been so successful in HIV mm. prevention. The numbers are small. Um, but globally, the numbers are not small. So yeah. trans people are recognised we know that trans people are at particularly high risk of HIV. And then globally, the numbers 
uh, the percentage of trans people living with HIV, particularly trans women, is, is higher than average and higher than it should be. So we're interested in stories from trans people. We're very interested in stories from people who are from migrant backgrounds, um, Indigenous people's stories, um, people who don't necessarily have English as a background, although we're mindful that it is a survey that requires skills in English. Yep. Um, but yes, we want to hear from anyone living with HIV in Australia, heterosexual women and heterosexual men as well. Yeah, and we recently, um, Jen recently published a paper on the impacts of this data and how it's been used since 1997. And I've more recently come on to work with Jen and have worked in the research area for a long time. And we often, I often ask myself, how do people out there understand how their information they're giving us is being used? Mm-hmm. Reading Jen's paper was quite moving because it, it interviewed a bunch of um, community organisations and people working in policy settings and they just talked really passionately about how significant that data had been in allowing them to understand what people living with HIV and AIDS have needed over the years. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I just found it very, very moving to know that the data is used, you know, really well used. And so the time you spend completing the survey is time really well spent um, for yourself and for the, the, you know, the people in your community so that, um, you know, things can be changed, tweaked where they need to be so that the groups, you know, people were talking... The paper talks about people in, um, you know, um, drug and alcohol settings using the data, understanding more about women's experience of um, HIV and AIDS um, around tobacco use, you know, um, how stigma affects the community. So it was really well used. Yeah, well, it's important, you know, you know, to have that background research because then, you know, it's put into practice and, you know, it makes people's lives a bit better, like, which sounds incredibly obvious in a way, but is, of course, so incredibly powerful. Mm. Yeah, and that's always been the objective of this survey. It started, the, the, the point when we started it in 1997 was to understand what was going to happen um, in terms of people's life experiences living with HIV into the future, now that there was treatment. Now it's about understanding things like experiences of ageing, ongoing experiences with treatment, ongoing experiences of stigma or discrimination mm. and what that means in things like healthcare settings. Yeah, And it's really nice to see how it's used. So community services have used these data to provide uh, to to inform their funding submissions and advocacy Mm. submissions but also this HIV Futures survey directly informs the national HIV strategy so we provide data against um, the target in the national HIV strategy relating to quality of life among people living with HIV and there is a target to improve the number of people living with HIV who say that they're living a life with a with a high level of quality is that how to say who have who report a good quality of life so yeah. hivfutures.org.au, we'd love to hear from you. Yep, there it is, um, with La Trobe Uni and Archer's logos at the top, yeah. um, a national survey of people living with HIV. Um, I, th- I think you know, there's something else that just clicked into my mind. I mean, yes, it's getting, um, well, um, I want to get the word right here. As you've just said, you know, I'll use yours, you know, that people are living productive, re- productively, happily with the quality of life. Um, I suppose there's always the tip, um, if you're not someone with HIV, what are some good things to be an ally? And I'm going to ask this question in honour of the late Yvonne Gardner, who, of course, was just such an amazing ally um, to so many people, including HIV. Um, You know, what what can people do in terms of being allies on any level to an individual, anything else? I think understanding and supporting the you equals you message. Ah, now you'll have to fill fill us in there. The you equals you message. So it's undetectable equals untransmissible. Ah. So if someone is on HIV 
treatment, so antiretroviral treatment. They're most likely to have their virus suppressed in their system. And all the evidence to date shows that the likelihood that they will transmit HIV or can transmit HIV to other people when they're undetectable, which means virus mm -hmm. suppressed, is zero. Aha. Okay. So if someone has an undetectable viral load, it is untransmissible. And I think that's a really important message when it comes to stigma and HIV and letting people know how good treatment is now and that the reality of living with HIV is quite different and the reality of um, HIV transmission risk is perhaps not what people th thought it was and tend to still think it is. You know, people still equate it with the Grim Reaper. Mm. And it's just not. That is just not the reality of living with HIV today. Well, yeah, there's so many, you know, myths about HIV transmission and, of course, there's really only three ways it could happen, unsafe sex, you know, injecting equipment, pregnancy. And yet, you know, we, as someone who does a bit of, fair bit of work in aged care, we still have... Hear stories, not so much from the staff, but they will hear older residents, oh, no, is it going to jump off the toilet seat, <laughs> that sort of thing. So it is, it's still important to just reinforce the truths and squash the myths, um, which I think is really important. So, yeah, you, you equals you. Um, let's remember that one. Um, and we really good. do have the survey also, it's worth saying, in hard copy as well as online. So uh -huh. there will be postcards that people will see um, around um, venues and um, clinics and different places that are through midsummer. People will see postcards and there's an it's got the link, but there's also an opportunity to request a hard copy if people prefer to complete it that way. We'll post it out. We'll also um, drop some to the Positive Living Centre and various other orgs. So Thorn Harbour Health will drop some in their foyer and various other Well, look, I'm, th I'm thinking, if I may say so, I'm someone whose office is based at Queer Space and Drummond Street. I think we've got to get some out there. Heads and hyenas. Um, yep. um, but if you want some postcards, I suppose, to promote in your service of any sort, um, community health, um, whatever, it, um, whatever it may be, um, how, can, how do they, is there a good way, what's the best way to contact, um, you just ring Archer's reception and they can send some? You can ring Archer's reception or once again, hivfutures.org.au. All our contact information is on the front page. Uh -huh. So you don't have to go into the survey, just scroll down and you'll get my email address and the HIV Futures email address. Cool. All right then. Too easy. Look, this is um, most needed. Um, because, yeah, we do need to fill in the gaps. And I, I do remember something, again, and, you know, some of these early things sit with me that I remember seeing some research from America that sadly trans and gender diverse people were more prone to HIV and STIs because there's less people wanting to have intimacy with them. And when they do, it's, oh, well, you've got to do it unsafely and people feel pressured. So this is something that really, you know, has some unique perspectives or could have for trans and gender diverse people in particular. So it's great to see that, you know, we're wanting to make sure we cover the length, depth and breadth of the situation. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're right. I think also, I mean, Australia's got some fantastic HIV prevention programs absolutely. for trans and gender diverse people. I think that's worth mentioning. I think uh, the PASH-TM project's mm -hmm. been really amazing. Even the Equinox Clinic has done some really good testing and yep. prevention strategies, um, which is great. But I do think, again, globally, there hasn't been a great focus on trans and gender diverse people in prevention. Yeah. Um, but yes, we do want to hear Australian stories. Yeah, that. well, I, d <clears throat> I did see a forum of trans men at, um, um, at, um, at the World AIDS Conference in Amsterdam earlier this year talking about this, including, I think I saw Teddy Cook from Acon you in did, that I as well. I saw that too, yeah. Yeah, he's done some awesome work. So yeah, there's lots going on, but it's just trying to get it in there. And as you say, 
um, other countries may not have as much um, awareness or there may be restriction of um, medications or safe se- not so good safe, safe, sex, safe sex practices. So it is important, as you say, also to hear from um, people, say, who are newly arrived, etc. Um, yeah, similar. absolutely. So very, very awesome. HIVfutures.org.au if you want to fill out the survey or if your service wants to promote it with cards and flyers and um, all the thing. And, yes, look out for it. Midsummer coming up. Gosh, yeah. I'm, so, I'm, I'm, I'm at that moment where it's like I'm struggling to get through Christmas. I can't even think of Midsummer, to be honest. It's come around pretty fast, hasn't it? Oh, gosh, yes. It's been a busy year, but um, busy as it is at this time of year. Take the time out if you are HIV positive to, um, you know, sort of fill out HIV Futures 9 once again, hivfutures.org.au. We should do that in harmony, in a count of three. One, two, three, hivfutures.org.au. We like to say if you're only going to fill in one HIV-related survey, this is the one, this is the major national survey. HIV Futures 9 at that web address that you've heard um, people, please do it. Jen and Henry, thanks so much for coming in on a Sunday because you had a busy morning down at the Pride Centre briefing. Oh, I actually missed out on tickets. It oh. sold out. It was such a popular event. Wow. Um, so a little plug to do it again because it sounds like they had a big long waiting list of people who wanted to attend. Holy proverbials. Well, there you go, the Pride Centre um, taking off. There you, there you taking are. Taking off. All right. Well, um, all the best to you for the research and I think it's it's getting to that time of year where we'll just say have a safe and happy season and We'll see you on the other side relaxed at the midsummer season. Yeah, same Thanks, to you, Henry. Sally. Thank you. Henry uh, Von Dusser and Jem Power from Arches as part of La Trobe University, HIV Futures 9. Um, thanks for coming in. Let's um, have a musical interlude with Crowded House from the album um, Woodface, which had Tim Finn on it as well, and a track called Whispers and Moans. 3CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand. Out of the pan with Sally. <laughs> From Catania, Sicily. Support 3CR Community Radio, 855 AM. Streaming live at 3cr.org.au. We are happy to discover this radio because in Sicily this radio does not exist. Looking for a gift for the lefty in your life this Christmas? 3CR has a range of publications, clothing, CDs, wine and other products available online or from the station. New items include the 2019 How to Make Trouble and Influence People Diary, which features a radical event in Australian history for each day of the year, as well as stories and images covering Indigenous Australian resistance, strikes, street art, convict escapes, creative direct action, blockades, protests and occupations. Also available is Fighting for Spaces, Fighting for Our Lives, a collection of essays photographs and first-hand accounts about squatting movements from around the world today and on the fly an anthology which features dozens of stories poems and songs originally produced by american hobos from the 1870s to the 1940s sale of these publications all help keep 3cr on air for more information or to make a purchase visit 3cr.org.au forward slash shop 
indeed. Shop at 3CR for your seasonal lefty gifts. I like it. 3CR, 855am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. You could be listening to the repeat at 5am Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time Wednesday morning. Um, hello to you if you're listening at that time. Um, there's lots of things coming up Well, um, in the immediate future. Um, Polyvic discussion group on Tuesday, the same day the Legislative Council gets announced. Um, hope, hopefully an abundance of good results. Um, the Trans Anxiety Group on the last Wednesday evening one for the year in at um, um, Carlton. Um, check that out at transgendervictoria.com. For the Kingsters, the last provocation, a red and white themed one for um, um, the Kingsters at Getty's Bar in the City, Bent TV Friday night, and that gets us through the week. And of course, yeah, midsummer coming up. It's a packed trans program, I've got to say. I've got to um, get my reading done and sort all that out. Um, also, a couple of buy events, which is good to say. I'll do a good run through of the program on one of the last two shows of the Out of the Pan for the Year. For you, that is live new broadcasts. Um, so next week, 16th and 23rd, will be live. And then from the 30th of December through to Pride March on the first Sunday in February, I've got a few re- um, repeats lined up of some some of the highlight what I thought in my um, were the highlight shows of this year. There were some amazing guests throughout the year. Thank you for, to everyone for coming in. And thanks again to Jen and Henry for coming in as well. Um, so, yeah, very quickly, lots coming up in midsummer and lots of big things happening. So, um you know, it's uh, busy, busy times. Um, and, of course, well, we've got lots starting off next year as well, legislatively, um, another flapping inquiry into um, students and teachers um, not being exempt from anti-discrimination, or that is LGB, LGBT students, um, utterly ridiculous. And I didn't get time today. Yes, it's the anniversary of the passing of marriage equality, which is great for some, but for a lot of people it was very painful, and for some it still is acknowledging all feelings. I'd better get out of here and make way for freedom of species, but I'm not going to make way completely. There's going to be some bridging on the show, um, um, because they've um, a fabulous guest from the Animal Justice Party coming in, and yours truly is going to do some intersectionality in a sense. Find out what that means, stay on listening, or check the start of the podcast for what that's about. But sort of, well, I'd planned it to be the end. Here's Amir Dyson from Parking Lots. Roll me out. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you on Out of the Pan next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.